0: what's up movie lovers welcome back to i want to talk about movies the bewitching hour is upon us that's right halloween is here we've been cooped up inside for far too long now with restrictions being lifted we can actually get out more and what better time to re-explore the world around us than with halloween sadly it is still a monday and some of us do have to go to work no matter I will help you get past the workday and into your All Hallows Eve filled nights. How will I do that, you may ask? By doing what I do best talking about movies. What movie shall I talk about today? There are so many Halloween themed movies out there to choose from. Uh, how about a classic Halloween movie? How about a movie for everyone? A movie that almost everyone has seen, I'd like to think. A movie that just added a sequel after 29 years. That's right. I'm talking about Hocus Pocus. The 1993 hit with Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimi as the wicked Sanderson sisters. We will be diving into both films today. Spoilers ahead for those of you who haven't watched either film. Uh, With that being said, let's get into it. As always, I am your host, Bran, and I want to talk about movies. Hocus Pocus has been one of the movies at the forefront of Halloween since it was released back in 1993. It immediately became a cult classic. There are people who include this in their Halloween celebrations every year. For some, it's not Halloween without Hocus Pocus. For others, it's a tradition to wait until October 31st just to watch the movie. It's fun for the whole family. Since 1993, it has built a loyal following and has grown in many areas. Reshowings in theaters, reunion specials, and even a yearly show at Disney World. The first movie takes place in 1693. We meet a little girl named Emily Binks, who is being taken by a witch. Her brother, Thackeray, that's with a T-H, everybody, Thackeray Binks, (laughs) follows them into the forest. We are introduced to three witches brewing a potion. Winifred, the oldest, Mary, and Sarah. They are making a potion to stay young forever with the help of Emily Binks. Thackeray succeeds in destroying the potion, but is too late to save his sister. The witches, now younger, curse Thackeray, With immortality so that way he will remember what he lost they also turn him into a cat the townsfolk get to the Sanderson home afterwards and hang the witches before they go another curse is made the sisters will return one day in 1993 300 years after this event a teacher is telling this story to her students and all but one is having a good time max Denison. He just moved to Salem from Los Angeles and is having a rough time adjusting. He gets shut down from the girl he likes, Allison, gets his shoes taken by thugs, and is harassed by his younger sister, Danny. He takes Danny trick-or-treating, where he is less than the world's greatest brother. He apologizes to Danny, and they keep going. They stumble upon Allison's house where they speak more about the Sanderson sisters. Allison's mom used to run the museum dedicated to the sisters, which was their actual home. The three of them go to the museum against Danny's wishes. According to the story, if a virgin lights the black flame candle, the witches will return. Max, being a non believer, lights the candle and not only brings the witches back, but also reveals a little something about himself, which everyone mentions throughout the film, by the way. Max Dennison, virgin destroyer of Salem. (laughs) They spend the night trying to avoid the witches and trying to find a way to save Salem with the help of Cat Thackeray, who now has the ability to speak. Winifred awakens her lover, Billy, as a zombie to help track the children down, uh, several close calls and curses placed. They lead the witches to their school where they lure them into the ceramics classroom, seal them in a kiln and burn the witches alive. The kids celebrate their win, but it is short lived as the witches survived. Their magic book reveals where it is and the, the witches take it and kidnap Danny the book with, with the book in hand, They can brew more potion and go ahead with their plan. They have until the candle goes out at sunrise. Once the sun rises, they will not be able to survive. Max saves Danny and destroys the potion, but the witches save what potion they can and once again go after the kids. Billy finally catches Max, but helps him because he hates Winifred. After a short fight, Winifred snatches Danny and drops the potion. Max catches it and, as a way to save Danny, drinks it. Winifred starts to drain Max's life force and falls off her broom. Not noticing that she is on hollowed ground, she starts to turn into stone. Distracted, the sun then comes up and destroys Mary and Sarah. Winifred, now stone, also blows up as well. During the fight, thackeray was thrown and injured because of this because of this and because the witches are gone he dies from his injuries the children are sad but speak to his ghosts as he is now free to pass on as he says his goodbyes we see emily's ghosts thackeray goes to her and joins his sister in the afterlife the ending reveals the book is still in one piece with that said, let's get into some fun facts about the the movie. Uh, there is a scene in the movie when the Sanderson sisters first come back and they're hiding because they're they're hiding from um, firefighters because they're thinking the firefighters are witch hunters. So they're hiding um, behind a sign. And while um, Winifred and Mary are talking, um, sarah played by sarah jessica parker is just kind of in her own world which is kind of her character Uh, she's in her own world and she chooses to eat a spider apparently that was a real spider it wasn't like a cgi thing it wasn't like a hey i'm gonna phantomime this and eat like a pretend to eat a spider it was legit a spider that she had eaten which is super wild Another fun fact is that Leonardo DiCaprio was actually um, approached to be in this movie. He was actually originally um, supposed to play Max Dennison, but he had decided to turn the role down, and he was he ended up being in What's Eating Gilbert Great, which was a great, a great movie that he was in. He was fantastic in that movie. Um, uh, out of all the movies that Bette Midler had done, this is her favorite role. Like, she, she loves this movie, and, and to this day, she still claims it as um, her, her favorite movie. Now, one very interesting thing I've always thought was that um, I, I don't like the fact when movies compete with each other. You know, it makes a lot of sense to kind of look at what movies are being released and then kind of release your movie accordingly. Um, that's always a thought that I've always had. And, you know, the same actually pertains to Hocus Pocus because Hocus Pocus, although it is a very popular Halloween movie, it was released in July of 1993. So that way, people who are not in school can go and see this movie during the summertime. But it was also to avoid competition with The Nightmare Before Christmas that also came out in 1993. But was released around halloween which begs the question is nightmare before christmas a halloween movie or is it a christmas movie i mean the halloween part portion of the movie is only a few minutes in the beginning the rest is talking about christmas they don't even talk about thanksgiving but that's always been something i've I've been kind of curious about never really understood it but yeah there there are a ton of interesting facts about this movie and Uh, Each time I watch it, I find myself either finding something new or just continually being entertained. It is an awesome movie. And now on to Hocus Pocus 2, a movie that was recently released a couple of weeks ago. And when I first heard about this movie, I had a few thoughts, as I'm sure a lot of people did. Um, well, a few, a few thoughts and, uh, quite a few concerns, um, obviously because this is a sequel that's made 30 years later concerning witches that are meant to be younger and now they are clearly a a lot older. Um, so there are definitely a few concerns. Um, I watched the movie and it wasn't that bad. Honestly, it was, it was okay. There were a few parts that I did not care for. Um, but for the most part, you know, it was, it was kind of funny. It was, it was definitely not as good as the first one. I definitely think the first one was better. Um, but you know, it, it, it held its own. It held its own for the most part. Um, but there, like I said, there were a few things that I had noticed that I didn't much care for, but we'll talk about that in a bit. So with that said, Hocus Pocus two starts off in 1653 sanders sanderson sisters are children it is winifred's 16th birthday and she is told by the town reverend reverend trask that she needs to marry she's getting old and she needs to get married uh she refuses completely and because of this the reverend accuses winifred of being a witch and takes mary and sarah and chooses to separate the three um, before i continue uh, that is actually a pretty normal occurrence in Olden Salem, but again, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, a spider that was gifted to Winifred as a birthday gift is used as a as is used to scare the Reverend and the sisters run away. Uh, they run away into a nearby forest that was deemed forbidden by the townsfolk. There, they meet a witch who was ready to eat the sisters, but senses Winifred's powers um as witches get their powers on their 16th birthday she then gives winifred the magic book and warns them about the power spell and to never use it and they promise to never use the power spell the year is now 2022 it has been 29 years since the denizens went up against the sandersons not only is it halloween it's becca's 16th birthday Becca and her friend, Izzy, will be going into the woods to perform their annual birthday slash Halloween ritual. They meet up with their friend, their quote-unquote friend, Cassie, who attempts to ask them what their plans are. Becca blows her off due to the fact that the three of them used to do this ritual together since they were five years old. It is revealed that Cassie's boyfriend had convinced her to throw a party at her house. Becca is shocked to learn um, Becca is shocked to learn this, I uh, sorry, Becca is shocked to learn of this party through Be- through Cassie's boyfriend rather than Cassie herself. Realizing their friendship is pretty much over, Becca decides to move on. After school, Becca and Izzy go to the Sanderson house, which has been converted into a magic store run by a guy named Gilbert. Gilbert gives Becca an ugly candle for her birthday um, to use in their ritual. The girls light this candle and a black flame appears. The Sanderson sisters are back once again. Uh, the sisters meet the girls and Becca and Izzy lie saying that they are in fact not children, but are really 40 year old witches and getting life force from children is so easy nowadays. It is found in beauty products. They go to a nearby Walgreens and the witches catch on to the ruse. And the girls, being aware of witchcraft, use salt to protect themselves and get away. They choose to go to Gilbert's shop to get some answers. And it is revealed that Gilbert gave them a black flame candle on purpose. He was there that day when the witches were destroyed and wanted to bring them back since then. Um, The witches find their way back home and their book is returned to them and they learn that the revlin that the Rev- reverend is although he's long been dead um the reverend's lion is still alive he has a descendant who is the mayor of the town and uh turns out the mayor is well the mayor is played by tony uh hall he's hilarious i love him from um from arrested development and as forky from from Toy Story 4. He is hilarious. Um, but he is the mayor. And turns out the mayor is also Cassie's father. And the mayor is going to be at a Halloween festival. So the witches discover that. And now they have a new mission. Their mission is to get revenge on the Trask line. And then get revenge on Salem. Uh, the girls are captured. And Gilbert is put on a timed mission. That's what I'm calling it. I'm calling it a timed mission. Winifred has decided to use the power spell. At first, the book denies her that page, but quickly succumbs to what Winifred says. Um, She needs some ingredients, and she tasks Gilbert to get it. And if he does not get it on time, when time runs out, he will die. So he's kind of put to the test right now. Uh, At this point, he's kind of starting to regret uh, resurrecting them. So one of the ingredients is the head of a lover. So Gilbert goes to Billy's grave, back to Billy, goes back to Billy's grave to dig him up. And he fears that all his time will be spent on this task, but quickly realizes the grave is shallow and Billy wakes up. When asked why Billy is up, uh, he says, because nobody ever put him back to sleep. So he's been awake. In his grave since 1993 for 29 years Billy has been just just laying down in his coffin good times Billy so um, Billy tells Gilbert that he will not help as he as Winifred has sullied his name she called him her lover when he had only kissed her once and wasn't interested in her uh, Gilbert lies and says that this spell will kill the witches So Billy agrees to help, and they spend time finding the ingredients. Meanwhile, the girls escape and try to save the mayor by telling him about Cassie's party. The mayor begrudgingly leaves his place in line to get a long-sought-after caramel apple to return home to punish his daughter. The witches entrance a crowd of people yet again through song to help find the mayor. But this takes too long, so they break away from the crowd to search for the mayor themselves. The mayor then returns to the apple stand and finally gets his caramel apple, which is quickly stolen by a hypnotized crowd right before the apple stand closes. So the mayor's not having a good night. Um, The girls convince Cassie about the witches and the three of them capture the witches in a salt prison. The mayor comes home to see... The mayor comes home to see this, but cannot focus on the witches because he is distraught about his caramel apple. Um, Since brooms are a source of travel for witches, one of the jokes in this film is about their brooms. Winifred gets a broom like the one she had before. Sarah uses a Swifter. (laughs) And Mary gets those two robotic Roomba vacuums, one for each foot. (laughs) And uh, those Roomba vacuums uh come to the rescue and release the witches once again from their salt prison uh they kidnap cassie and the they kidnap cassie as one of the ingredients is the blood of their enemy since trask is their enemy she is one of them um so becca begins showing that she also has powers so they all go back to the forest billy learns the truth about gilbert and gets his head removed again Uh, Gilbert survived his timed curse, but is quickly discarded after he is no longer useful. The ritual begins, and Becca is able to convince the book to no longer listen to Winifred. Winifred sends Mary and Sarah after the kids while finishing the spell. The girls, now safe, ask the book for help. It reveals the power spell, which they do not want to use, but the book instead encourages them to read the instructions. The spell gives powers but take gives a lot of power but ultimately takes away something important to the caster. Since the spell has been cast, it is too late and Mary and Sarah fade to fade into dust and disappear. A now heartbroken Winifred begs to have her sisters back. She cannot bring them back on her own, so asks Becca to bring them back. The girls realize they are powerful together and rather rather than alone and the three show that they all have some kind of power they cast another spell and winifred waits for her sisters to return but they do not appear instead she starts to disappear instead of bringing them back the girls cast a new spell to send winifred to them winifred accepts this and vanishes gilbert returns with billy's body ready to fight since the fight is over, he re- he reunites Billy's head and body and promises to change the story of Billy being Winifred's lover. Billy disappears as well. The girls once again reunite. Or the girls are once again reunited. The movie ends uh, back at the magic shop where a box is shown saying BF number two. It is possible this stands for a second black flame candle. Hopefully. That doesn't mean anything. (laughs) So there are a few things that I I found difficult about this movie. Um, Honestly, the fact that they don't look the same, you can get past that very easily. Well, I, I got past it very easily. I was like, okay, cool. It's still the same characters. They're still acting the same. They look slightly different, but you can get around that relatively quickly. If I'm being completely honest, but aside from that, there were several things I kind of took uh, took a little took a little bit out of me, honestly. Um, so one of the first things is when the Sanderson sisters first come back in this movie, um, they're singing. Not only are they singing, they're singing that they're back. Which is very out of place. Like honestly, it kind of like for a second like became a musical, and I was really kind of uh, turned off a little bit by it, to be honest. Um, but that was just really something that that extremely stood out to me and was very much out of place. Um, I was kind of curious when I first found out about this movie being that this movie was being made. I was very curious what. It would be about, and I thought it, it would kind of go the route of other Disney villains, such as Maleficent or um, Cruella Deville, where the movie would kind of show another side of them, which for a moment it does. Um, even Gilbert had mentioned that, you know, the reason why they were witches is because they were misunderstood. It wasn't like they were forced into being witches or anything like that, they were forced to defend themselves. So for a moment, it really did look like that. But in the end, that was really just glazed over. Like the beginning was maybe not even 10 minutes long. And you saw, well, maybe it was about 10 minutes long. And you see who Winifred is. And you can see she's kind of an aggressive kid. And all of that jazz. And the sisters kind of follow her a little bit, and you can see that, that she is a very caring sister. That she does want her sisters to be around her and be with her, and and she wants to take care of them, which she has her whole seemingly her whole life. Um, but in the same in the same vein, she is still Winifred Sanderson. She's doesn't doesn't show any kind of peacemaking that she's ever done. Um, so she definitely is that same person. The, uh, another thing was, um, the whole friendship between the three girls with, uh, primarily between, uh, the, the separation of Cassie and Becca and, and Izzy. Um, I felt like that could have used a little bit more explanation. Uh, it was clear that Um, Cassie was splitting away from her friends because she was dating somebody and it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of lesson learned. There's a little bit of lesson learned with that but not a whole lot honestly. I feel like we could have dived into that a little bit more Um, but it was revealed that Cassie had been dating her boyfriend for about four months so it's only been like a, a fairly recent cut. So I mean it is what it is. Uh, another issue I had was with the ending, or towards the ending, um, when Winifred loses her sisters, and to be honest, uh, I I felt like that could have been done a lot better. I think Bette Midler is an amazing actress. I, I've you know I grew up watching her movies. I think she's incredible, but I feel like this was a drop in her acting ability i feel like the pain that she suffered from the loss of her sisters was not nearly as much as it should have been i feel like if you lose your sisters, some you know people you've cared for for your entire life and you've been you know with them forever especially as long as they've been together you know it, it feels like it would be a lot more touching and a lot more um a lot, a lot less humorous there was a little bit of humor in it like she had she had said oh you know my infuriating sisters are gone you know that's kind of like a little joke but i feel like there was a lot less emotional uh components from it you know i wish that they had built a little bit more uh, emotion into that and that kind of made me feel a little out of it because of that but the biggest issue i have with this movie is that there's a scene, uh, during which when the Sanderson sisters are trying to like track the mayor, well, so this is actually two things. So two things. So one, when they use the mob to, to track the mayor, the mob does find the mayor. They do, but it's taking so long that the Sanderson sisters just like diverge from them and leave. And I just felt like that was so unnecessary. Like if you're just gonna like entrance this group of people, this large group of people, and you're not even gonna follow through with it, like why even film it? But I digress the biggest, the biggest um, sin that this movie has made was while they're doing that scene, they're looking in, the witches are looking into people's houses, trying to find the mayor and one house they look at they pass by or look into, they're watching Hocus Pocus. They're watching Hocus Pocus. There's a scene in Hocus Pocus 2 where people are sitting down watching Hocus Pocus 1. Like that that doesn't make sense at all. Like that just completely took out of the movie. I was like, what is going on here? Are we in like a, an alternate dimension or something all of a sudden? Like it just it didn't make any sense to me and that was my biggest gripe with it was that that did not make sense to me it was completely useless it was a complete and utter waste of time to show us that honestly i mean it's it's only like like a few seconds it was actually the scene from the first movie where they meet the guy dressed up like the devil and they have to deal with with him and his wife but it takes maybe I don't know, maybe three to like five seconds of, of screen time. But to me again, it feels so unnecessary. It doesn't add to the story in any way, shape or form at the same time though. It doesn't take away from the, Oh no, sorry. It does. It takes a lot away from the story. Like it's, I find it very distracting. Um, but that was probably my biggest gripe with the movie. Um, another thing that i would say one last thing that i would say that would that was disappointing to me was the fact that the denizens were not really mentioned i believe they may have been mentioned once in like passing just because of the fact that oh yeah we were were here almost 30 years ago but uh max allison danny uh they do not make any kind of appearance in this movie they do not um get any kind of honorable mentions or anything like that uh thackeray is mentioned once because uh gilbert does have a black cat whose name is cobweb which i think is kind of kind of an interesting name for a cat but um aside from that the witches mistaken cobweb as thackeray for a second but that's about it like there's really not much else referencing the first one aside from the fact that they were once they were once here 29 years ago um it ended a little bit abruptly for me but all in all like i said it's not a horrible movie i definitely had my my doubts about it and it was better than what i had expected so i'm happy about that like i said before it does hold its own not as good as the first one but it's all right So I know I have quite a few gripes with the second movie, but like I said, I did enjoy it. It was not too bad, not too cringy, um, and they had some interesting things as well. I know for um, Bette Midler, Bette Midler was one of the main components as to why this movie got made. Um, she had o- almost always been interested in making a second uh, to a, a sequel to hocus pocus um i mean if you look at the amount of merchandise they have at disney world around this time of year it's crazy they're always talking about hocus pocus it's like one of the like biggest things going on there um but anyway in this movie uh cassie she actually wears a tie-dye t-shirt that's very similar to max's t-shirt from the first movie um and that's kind of interesting i thought that was pretty cool um one thing, and I, I'd hate to bring up my gripe yet again, but the scene that they watch from the first movie in the second movie, um, the scene with Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall, who, by the way, are not married. They're actually brother and sister. <laughs> so that's something. But um, with for, for that scene, the reason why they showed that scene is because of the fact that both Gary and Penny Marshall have passed away. Uh, I believe Gary passed away in 2016 and Penny passed away in 2018, so a couple years after. Um, but the reason why they had shown that scene was to kind of honor them. However, however, uh, there is a scene where you see a couple sitting on a bench in this movie where one of them is dressed as the devil and the other one is dressed as a woman with hair curlers in. Um, I feel like that could have been a, a little bit just enough. That, that, that could have been enough. But what am I to say? Um, so in the second movie, in the first movie, they had that movie, they had that song, I Put a Spell on You. Fantastic song, as I said before. Um, in this movie, they don't have their own special song that they made specifically for this movie. They ended up doing a rendition of One Way or Another. Uh, one way or another. Um, so they do a rendition of that song. But ironically, both songs happen 58 minutes into into both movies, which I think is very, very interesting. I'm not sure if that was like by coincidence or if that was a planned thing. But yeah, kind of interesting right there. Um, the first movie was actually filmed a lot in mostly i think almost entirely in uh in salem massachusetts um this one was uh primarily filmed on rhode island uh the interesting thing is that you can actually go to salem and have like tours i believe there's like guided tours and there are tours that you can just go on your own to everywhere that that was filmed Um, you can actually go to allison's house you can go to the um, Sanderson Sisters house you can actually see different locations that they've actually filmed in which I love doing I love doing that um, I think that's that's fantastic um, I've done that a few times I actually did that with the um, with Forgetting Sarah Marshall um, it's actually on the opposite of the island that I live on so it's definitely um, fun to to go back and And see where things are and see how they're different. Um, It's fantastic. I think that's awesome. But yeah, so I think for this one, you'd have to go to Rhode Island. And I'm not sure how popular those locations will be in the future. Um, But it could be very possible that, you know, this could definitely build up um, some popularity. And I don't know, maybe one day have like small self-guided tours throughout it. That'd be pretty cool. Um, do you guys have any interesting facts that you know about either movie? Um, let me know. So I had recently learned a little bit about the Salem Witch Trials from back then. Um, what would happen is that, uh, so same same as usual, you know, you if anybody was accused of witchcraft, they would be tried and more than likely would lose and would end up um, either being hung or being um, set on fire, anything like that. Um, but the thing about the Salem witch trials is that you could literally accuse anybody of witchcraft. Uh, there are people who would sell different things, like, like say if someone was like a blacksmith and there was another blacksmith who was like a little bit better than them, they could accuse that person of being a witch or, or studying witchcraft. And then they would be tried as a witch. And more often than not, people would end up losing those cases. And so now you've basically gotten rid of your competition. You know, there were, there were children who got so upset with their parents that they accused their parents of witchcraft. You know, it was so easy back then to just be like, Hey, you're a witch. And people would listen, you know, Um, as unfortunate as that sounds. um, But yeah, I mean, interesting facts about American history. What about you, movie lovers? Did you guys watch the second movie? Did you guys like it? Did you not like it? Let me know. Come visit me on Facebook. I want to talk about movies or you can visit me on Instagram at talking about movies. Either way, come shout out. Give me a shout out. Let me know what's going on. I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear what you guys do on Halloween. What are your traditions? What movies do you guys like to watch? Um, What are your favorite movies? Maybe we might talk about it on the air as well. Um, I hope that I was able to entertain you guys, make your day a little bit better. I know we're still going to be working throughout the day and hopefully our, our Halloween evenings will be super amazing and very fun and and everyone's going to have a great time. Uh, with that said, thank you so much for listening. And remember, magic has a way of uniting things that ought to be together. Be safe, movie lovers.